Hi, I'm PJ and welcome to House Daily. Um, I did a very strange thing the other day. I uh, filled up our car with petrol. Um, it seems <laughs> so odd and a novelty um, as we're traveling a bit more and sort of family and all those sort of things. But it's uh, strange, but it got me thinking of that, um, those are we there yet moments. And it feels like we're coming towards the end of um, a lot of the restrictions and things are getting back to some sort of normal. But um, there's always that, the, the statistics, actually the majority of accidents happen within um, a two mile radius or something of your, of your home because actually that's the comfort zone. It's when you feel like you're nearly there, you can relax, you can shut off. But actually it's potentially one of the more dangerous times. And actually for us think about both, that's obviously something clear about actually as we relax back into what normal is in terms of the virus, but actually also as we relax back into maybe a new normal um, of our life and our habit and structure, whatever we want, um, as we get back into a routine of what life may look like actually to continue to be aware and alert of what God's saying to us, how to uh, build in, in that new way as we're thinking about going through uh, the book of Nehemiah. Um, and like I said, we're going to be stopping coming the end of the week um, doing House Daily, but a few, th- I always want to each day just highlight a thing if you've been enjoying this maybe something you might also enjoy um one thing to just recommend is the Version bible app it's an incredible app for your phone um where you can look at scripture but actually they have some incredible um reading plans both topical um as well as going through books the bible um or themes or whatever it may be um great that and they do them both some of the um the um plans have videos to go along with them more audios to go along with them as well if you're finding that a really helpful way of engaging so do check that out but we're we're coming to the end of Nehemiah and we're in the last chapter of Nehemiah and we've just had um, Nehemiah focus on how to grow the community and they've made a commitment they made vows and oath to God they've dedicated the walls and so we're now into the okay so what happens next phase of the book so if you've got your bible we're going to read starting at Nehemiah chapter 13 verse 1. On that day, the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people, and there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God, because they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. Before this, Elizahib, the priest, had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was closely associated with Tobiah, and had um, he had provided him with a large room formerly used to store the grain offerings and incense and temple articles, and also the tithes of grain, new wine and olive, uh, olive oil prescribed for the Levites, musicians and gatekeepers, as well as the contributions for the priests. But while all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Some time later, I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here I learned about the evil thing Elisahib had done in providing Tobiah a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all of Tobiah's household goods out of the room. I gave orders to purify the rooms, and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. I also learned that the uh, proportions assigned to Levites had not been given to them, and that all the Levites and musicians uh, responsible for the service had gone back to their own fields. 
So I rebuked the officials and asked them, why is the house of God neglected? Then I called them together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah, Judah brought the tires of grain, new wine and olive oil into the storerooms. I put uh, Shalemiah, uh, Shalem, uh, the priest, Zadok, the scribe, and a Levite named Padiah in charge of the storerooms. I made Hanan, son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, their assistant, because they were considered trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to the fellow Levites. Remember me for this, my God, and do not blot out what I have so faithfully done for the house of my God and its service. I'm going to stop right there. And um, we're starting to see things unravel. It's been a little time. Nehemiah's gone away back to Babylon for a little bit and he's returned and he's discovering how Israelites have gotten on and it's not well. Um, and in reality, the end of Nehemiah, the, the book is not a nice end. It's not a comfortable end, um, but it actually fits with the whole um, story arc of Ezra and Nehemiah. Like I talked about their, their books actually that are joined a lot. Um, and in Ezra, we see Zerubbabel uh, rebuild the temple. We see Ezra and um, try and get the community together and um, re-emphasize the law of the Torah. And then Nehemiah comes and builds the wall. Um, and we see in this last chapter of Nehemiah, all those three things unravel basically and first the temple so Zerubbabel put in um, lots of effort to rebuild the temple and get it back together and now we see that it is left abandoned that those in charge are not um, doing the job that they've been called to do um, and actually Nehemiah has to come in and try and take control again put more trustworthy people in place um, it's not going well the house of the Lord has been abandoned in many ways um, I and mean, we see, even though that was one of the things they committed to do, actually their commitment didn't hold up. They promised, but actually they their hearts weren't changed and their attitudes weren't changed. Um, and, and rightly so, Nehemiah makes big changes, but in some ways he, he throws the baby out with the bathwater. And we see right at the beginning of the passage, them get rid of loads of people who were... Um, faithful to Jewish custom, but not of the right line of heritage. Um, and it goes against so much of what God had been speaking in exile through the prophets of actually how he's a God for all people, that his house would be a house of worship for all people. And all these amazing prophecies, actually the Israelites failed to start to live them out. They haven't been changed back. So even though God is speaking something of amazing power and worth, and which we see to come into fruition through Jesus, but they weren't there. And even though actually it was right for Nehemiah to ensure that the house of God was being looked after well, that people and the times were being distributed well, actually to throw out people who were faithful to God, um, even though they weren't of the right heritage, um, was throwing the baby out of the bathwater. Actually, it's important for us to remember these things. Actually, the church is to be there for all people, to show God's love and faithfulness to all. And actually, as we think about um, how we're rebuilding, um, ensure we're not throwing the baby out of the bathwater in so many ways, letting God speak truth and life into our lives in all that we're doing. Let me pray. Yeah, God, help us to um, learn from this. And as you've been highlighting things in our lives, that you're wanting to grow and, and change in us, um, God, may you help us uh, to discern actually what that looks like, to not just completely um, throw everything out, to uh, hide as a hermit and just block the world out. But actually, God, help us to to learn how you call us to live in the world but of the world. So fill us with your spirit 
today, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen. Thanks uh, for joining. Be safe, be church. Keep washing your hands. Bye.